Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBrewSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBrewedSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Yeah. Were you ever confused with Jordan Cameron? Uh, when he got drafted, uh, I got drafted in the first round. He got drafted in the what round? Fourth. Uh, the Browns called me while I was I was chilling with my D-line coach, Bill Johnson at the time, who's going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, great job, Bill. Um, we were driving from the airport, and I got a call from the Browns, called down. Uh, they're like, hey, we're about to select you. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm good, actually. I think I've already been selected. <laughs> Um, but if you want to send that check, <laughs> I'll take that. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. 
I'm Mike. Scott's here. Joe's behind the computers. This is Craft Root Sports. Scott, you ready for another edition of this show and to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Scott's here. <laughs> all right, cool. Black and Cran is in the building. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that nickname until Joe brought that up in the the pre-show chat. I did too, and I was like, "Oh, Black and Cran, we need to bring that back. It's coming back with a fury. The return of Black and Cran." Uh, and I'm black, so don't uh, you know? Well, well, no doubt everybody. I'm Cran. Yeah, That's why I absolutely. wear red so often. <laughs> I see red a lot too. Uh, we have, yeah, you do. You sure do. Uh, we have an awesome show for you guys tonight. Rob Roll, uh, NFL Draft hopeful, is going to be on coming up here at about nine o'clock. We've got amazing stories in Upper Deck, as always. We're going to be talking some some game that's going on this weekend. The big bit. game. The big, big game. game. Right, because yeah. you yeah. can't. Hey, hey, can't yeah. but, the big game. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Just leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. We don't want to get sued. Uh, we shut down this feed. We also have some of my favorite stories that we've like. These came together at the end of the week where I was just like, "This is this is upper deck." We this had to push a lot of stories for. out that were really good to make this happen, but it's all worth it. Very good stories coming up in up, upper deck. Uh, but before we get to all that, let's talk about our would you rather for this week uh, for the big game week. Big game, big it's, game. It's, <laughs> so. Everybody knows that for the big game, a lot of people just watch for the commercials. They the go big to the, game? The, yeah, the big game. They don't even care about the big, game. Big game commercials? They care about the big game commercials. Mm. The, it, not even the b- big game commercials make it sound like commercials for the big game, but that's not it. We're talking about the commercials that happen during the big game. I wonder if Rob's trying to play in the big game someday. <laughs> you think? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyways, Maybe. so when it comes to the commercials for the big game... Do you want to watch them live as they happen, sitting in the room with all your friends, hanging out, watching the big game, go to commercial break, everybody's like, oh, here comes the first one. Is that the experience you want? Or or do you just want to get online and uh, see them yesterday? Because most of them have already <laughs> been posted. <laughs> so, I mean, why wait until Sunday? Go see them all now. Judge them. Make fun of them. You know, uh, it, there's no reason to wait if you can see them online almost a week ahead of time. So, Dude, when plus, I, if you're these companies spending millions of dollars on them anyway, why not get them out there as early as possible? Well, that's what I don't understand about this. Like, you're, why are you even spending millions of dollars? Like, you, all you have to do is produce the commercial and then put it out there as banned from the Super Bowl. And then people eat whoa, it up. And whoa, like, bro, whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. Banned from the big whoa. game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus. My bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Banned from the big game. And then people just, it goes viral. And pe- You don't have to spend millions of dollars in advertising anymore to even have it on during the game. This was too hot for the SB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh see well, this. Let's, what's Danica Patrick doing this GoDaddy commercial? <laughs> what is, oh, is GoDaddy still a Yeah, sure. Do they know. still advertise? I don't know. I don't, I have no I'll idea. I'll find out in the big game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you didn't watch the commercials beforehand? They didn't have one beforehand? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't care enough to look them so, up. Okay, so you don't care either way. You're just like, I don't care about the commercials one way or the other. I'm not looking them up beforehand. I'm not paying attention during the big game. I don't care. No, because they've sucked for probably going on a decade now. They really have gotten they've, bad lately. They're just awful. It's all like... There's been this change. It used to be like super funny, yeah, pushing the envelope, yeah. and now it's like I'm depressed during these commercials. And, and every what? every beer commercial is like super sad. It's like a dog that ran away, and then he comes back. I'm like, man, this is brutal. They also just, you know, I, I don't know. They don't they don't try to really do anything. Instead of the, there being some like memorable moment or anything, it's like 
they're really advertising. I don't want to see advertising yeah. during my big game commercials. <laughs> I just want to see a bunch of jokes, and then you, you can't even remember the next day. What was that even an ad for? <laughs> That's how I want my ads. I just remember it was really funny. I just hate that now every every big game, there's always somebody that's like, did you see that ad? You came, They're pushing their agenda on us, and then it turns oh, yeah. into a and political that's another reason I don't like, want to oh watch God, them, because I don't, don't want to hear anybody saying something like that. They're singing America the Beautiful in a different language, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's Coke. Who cares, man? <laughs> Nobody cares. Were yeah. you even watching during the big game? No. No. All right. Uh, so you don't care either way. You're, you're, you can pretty much abstain for this. Um, Joe, how do you feel initial thoughts on that one? Because when I brought this up, you were very intrigued by this question. You thought it was nice and topical. It is nice and topical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Some people enjoy to watch it live. Some people can't hear the game (laughs) where the party is. And so the uh, the question. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I can see both sides of this. I, I used to love like waiting for those commercials oh, yeah. and then they came on and i was like that was the best me and my dad would laugh and i was like this oh, yeah. is all kinds of oh, fun God, yeah no it, you, it, there was a time when you know especially when the niners weren't playing i'm just here for the commercials don't mm-hmm. really care about anything else you know before the days of drinking and and boozing and being at the party and all that when you know back in the high school days when you're just watching the game and it's whatever it's like all right well i don't really care about these two teams playing well let's let's check out the commercials they were worthwhile they were funny they were memorable I it's, mean, I still talk about the Budweiser frogs and the what's up, guys. Like, I mean, those are commercials from the Doritos game, girl, Ali Landry, the Doritos girl. Yeah, big oh, games man. gone by that you remember. <laughs> and, and instead, it's like, I couldn't tell you a Super Bowl commercial from like the last whoa, decade. Whoa, 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 okay, whoa. Jesus. <laughs> sued. We are getting sued. That's right. KBI and Associates will have our back. Uh, go ahead and, and cast your vote. It's on Twitter, I Instagram, guys. and Facebook. That guy in the Jerry Curl looks good. <laughs> I'd do him. Uh, cast your vote, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Do you want to see the commercials live as they happen with your friends uh, while you're watching the game or on the internet beforehand? Let's get into this beer of the week because this was a nice surprise from our boy Actually, Joe. Yeah, let's get into this beer of the week. I should maybe open it up and Joe- <laughs> drink it. Joe reached out to uh, a local brewery in Mason, Ohio, Sonder Brewing, and was able to procure a couple crowlers of Frosted, their Mango Milkshake IPA. It's- oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a 7.2% ABV IPA. Uh, they, it's very hazy. Uh, milkshake IPAs tend to be very hazy. It's got a lot of mango flavor. They say there's vanilla in this. This is their words, not mine, but they say it's a soft and creamy mouthfeel with a finish of a mango smoothie. I don't like when people describe beers by their creamy mouthfeel. I just can't. I don't it like feels that phrase. so dirty. Who yeah. came up with mouthfeel? I don't know. I don't know. But but it's everywhere. Every beer site, it's like, what's the mouthfeel? Uh, that's way too close to what that mouth do. And uh, I don't... <laughs> Brian Maine says that he demands that Tyson Thorpe be on as a special guest. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we, we, can, we can arrange that. Uh, the next hockey episode we do, Tyson, you're on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, this is – so Sonder Brewing is a newer brewery here in the Cincinnati area and these guys are in uh, a very interesting location it's like an office park they're kind of off the beaten path a little bit uh, very cool place I actually was up there a couple weeks ago the brewery itself is really cool they have a nice outdoor area as well um, initial thoughts on this beer I've had it once before so I can't I can't give you initial thoughts but it was good at first good <laughs> good Joe what do you think of this one you're the IPA IPA guy on the show it was good 
I mean, I, I'm at the point where now that we've had a couple and I've got a few under my belt outside of the show as well, <clears throat> these milkshake IPAs are the They're way so to They're so good. Go. That lactose just changes it so much. Th- it's that IPA. creamy mouthfeel that it just <laughs> I enjoy a lot. There's nothing like a creamy mouthfeel <laughs> to make a beer just pop. <laughs> I might drink a, a milkshake IPA for the creamy mouthfeel during the big game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need to start getting that on these descriptions on, 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 the, on the beer full screens. Does it have a creamy mouthfeel? Uh, well, this one does say creamy mouthfeel. Uh, we'll just add it as a check mark. Creamy mouthfeel? Yeah, exactly. It's just circle, a bullet point. Circle one. Yes, no. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Saunder is officially. They're like, don't, don't, don't ever, ever air this episode, please. Beer. Don't, yeah. don't tag us in anything. That's fine. Uh, but anyways, delicious beer to start with. Um, we will see how it holds up. I have a feeling it's going to hold up pretty well because I had a lot of them that night. I was up there. <laughs> I mean, unless this just falls off a cliff. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't imagine this this beer being like, just, oh my god, what, what was that? Yeah. And it's a sneaky seven point two percent. You don't even it's a seven point two point two percent. Yeah, it's I would super sneaky. That. If you if you blind guess, I would have thought six percent. Yeah, not not six yeah. percent. Seven point two. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's get it into. Must be the creamy mouth. <laughs> Let's get into Upper Deck. And speaking of creamy mouthfeel, Craft Brewed Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, who are owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes or sports fans, just like all of you. <laughs> Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time, every time. Someone's got a better price, they will tell you straight up. But it's, Minuteman's not just about sports or concert. They'll help you out with tickets to any event that you want. They'll even sell tickets for you. And college football's here. Uh, college basketball. I gotta change <laughs> Changing it right now because I say it every, every week. week. Every week. And the teleprompter joke gets him again. <laughs> he will read whatever is in there. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, college basketball is here. Uh, so be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your Ohio State, Xavier, or UC ticketing needs. Uh, UC ticketing needs? Yeah, UC. Oh, sure. I wouldn't do that. They got them all. Okay. I wouldn't, but some people might. Oh, those people suck. Go like them on Facebook, where they do weekly giveaways of merchandise, sports, and concert apparel, and even tickets. Check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call, 614-943-3000, and avoid all the fees. That's 614-943-3000. Also, Minuteman's March Madness is going to be kicking off soon. Uh, We had so much fun doing that last Uh, year. We're we're going to set another record. That's the goal. Uh, To beat the the record that we set last year. (laughs) Biggest group of of the year last year we want to top our number from last year i think we ended up with 283 so i want to get to at least i have a feeling that the group password this year is going to be creamy mouthfeel (laughs) just throwing that out there if you're trying to get in uh no 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 creamy creamy mouthfeel all one word will not be that not one bit all right let's get another day okay uh so speaking of the big game in football my kids are never playing (laughs) <laughs> and it's not just because I'm tiny and mom's tiny and not athletically gifted enough to be playing football in any way, shape, or form, but mostly because the CTE and the chronic injuries and the early death and all the other fun stuff that comes along right, with right, the right. yeah, history yeah. of playing yeah. football. Really? Uh, well, uh, another reason is that Clinton Portis, former running back in the NFL for a while, had a pretty decent career. Uh, he said that, you know, for pain management, he uh, he shot the hen dog four games. <laughs> I gotta manage this pain, so give me that shot of Hennessy. (laughs) I have a feeling that Clinton Porter's just like shots of Hennessy. Yeah, that was his excuse. Yeah, but also, I mean, if guys feel like they need to take... He he did 
go on to say, though, in a non-joking manner, that he didn't like taking pills, didn't like getting shots of anything, didn't want to, you know, the risk for addiction for him or, you know, getting dependent on it was great enough for him that he thought, you know what, I can handle this Hennessy. I mean, you know, alcohol for me isn't a thing that I I know I can control or whatever. So just takes the one. He just took the one shot. Went in the game, he said it made him feel loose and it was like a, a ready mental thing, but that it helped manage his pain too. So it kept him from medicine. And I totally, I totally get that. If guys are like, you know what, I, I need to find something else to do that isn't getting stuck with the needle or getting opioids right like, pumped tossed into, me. into my mouth. And since I can't smoke a joint uh, or, right. you know, hit because that, then I'll test positive and I, I go into the substance abuse program. Exactly. I'll just hit this Hennessy and everything's good. I, wasn't there somebody else? We did a story recently about somebody else who did this too right well we did a story about the redskins and i believe clinton portis was part of that group there was three of them that okay took the shots just before the game and it was they had a a nickname and everything and i i remember correctly clinton portis was part of that group so we had talked about this story kind of before but within that it wasn't oh i did this for pain management right it was was just just straight we thought they were just boozing up before the game. yeah they just (laughs) like to drink (laughs) just really enjoy the dog i I can't go to work without that shot of henny first dog gonna do what the dog gonna do so (laughs) but see i think more of these stories need to come out because hopefully the NFL will realize guys are doing things outside of opioids and and needles and all that stuff like well then does that make you feel better if you're the NFL that guys are admitting oh I'd rather do alcohol because I don't want to get these other things with illegal but I mean if weed was an option I mean I totally would do that yeah I totally and it it doesn't even have to be wheat like CBD oil or stuff like that like it doesn't have to be if they're even if they were like well you can't smoke but you can use CBD oil I think a lot of dudes would probably do that absolutely and there's uh, no doubt that they would it's it's crazy to me that that there's still this stigma and people will fight it you can't smoke weed. That's horrible. Take this Percocet and pop them. Just keep going because we got to get through this yeah. game. <laughs> as many as you need. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get down off the legalized soapbox and we'll move on to little so college basketball. To hold, handle. <laughs> <laughs> little college basketball. So this week, Florida was playing Ole Miss in some SEC basketball. Whoa. Matchup. You know, big time, big time game. Um, Hugh Freeze versus Urban Meyer going at it. I always wondered when I was at Xavier, like what the opposing players were doing, if they were like hitting on girls on campus or like going out to the bar beforehand, if they got there and like trying to pick up girls. I was just assuming they're banging them. That's what I assume too, but I didn't know how you made it work. Like, cause if you, if you're out at the bar and you know, stuff could pop off and it could be a problem. Well, now it's so much easier. Dudes are just on Tinder and that's what happened for an old Miss player. He matched with a girl from UF, uh, and started to send some flirty text messages, you know, as they are wont to do in Tinder, uh, just little things. Hey, what's up? And she's like, Hey, uh, I was at work, but now I'm at the library. I got bored. So I got on Tinder. Hey, he's boo, like, trying to give you that creamy yeah. mouthfeel. What up? <laughs> he's like, that's lit. What's your number? Uh, and she's like, what do you do while you're here? He's like, you trying to come through, uh, you know, just trying all kinds come of, through. <laughs> which is such a good pickup line. You oh, trying to come is. through? You trying to come through? <laughs> trying to get the pipe? <laughs> and they hit each other with a couple, you still up? And, uh, yeah, and he yeah. was like, I just got out of the shower and she was like hmm I just got in with the eye bulging emojis and he hit her back with the eye bulging emojis so it looked like things were gonna pop up nothing ever happened she never Mm, met up with them college college flirtation he has has the law you can tell he was getting desperate at one time he's like FaceTime me if you're for real like for real here's my number FaceTime me if you're for real Uh, she never did she was like I have class till three oh I I had to get lunch I had to get all these excuses oh 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 Well, uh, 
<laughs> one more just before uh, he said you should know what's up and she said maybe i do but maybe i just want you to clarify for me and he said you're gonna find out for show for show <laughs> for show for show never never bit on this uh play but anyways the girl then took these convos screenshotted all of them printed them out made hundreds of copies and handed them out to everybody in the university of florida student section to read and chant at this guy during the game fantastic i as man this was my favorite story i think we've ever done this is savage level 100 it is pronounced savage in this case (laughs) just savage i don't know i i I love this story but i don't know if i can endorse that man that's shady that is so solid that's such a good move though that is such a good move here's the here's the nail in the coffin too she says Will you be in town tonight? And he goes, nah, we leave right after the game. Face palm emoji. She says, damn, because tonight I could have definitely come over for some fun. And the thirst got strong because he went, come right now. I got five hours with nothing to do. (laughs) Like he was really trying. Uh, He doesn't take shots of Henny before the game. He takes shots of females before a game. Shots of booty. Uh, savage. I do you think uh, like college dudes now are just like terrified of Tinder? Like I would be like, wait, you go to the other school? Mm-mm, I'm not even playing at this point. I mean, this, I don't this know could get I, screenshotted. I don't know and, how it is with these, these these girls are scandalous. I don't even know if I do it with one of my own fans. <laughs> like, nah, I don't know where this is going to end up. But I know I ain't going to end up in the student section. <laughs> I know that much. All right, moving on. Miller Park, as it is named, will no longer exist soon because the Brewers and Miller Coors deal naming rights runs out next year. Uh, And initial reports came out about this story. Yeah, which is weird. Going to be weird that, you know, the Brewers are not called Miller and associated with Miller. They've been associated with Miller forever. Yeah, I mean, they're the Brewers. Right. (laughs) They're named because they drink a lot in Milwaukee, and that's the thing in Milwaukee is Miller Coors. Uh, Well, initial reports were that the Brewers were trying to move on from the sponsorship deal and we're hoping to get somebody else uh turns out that was incorrect and that's actually why i put this story in yeah just them losing the naming rights or changing the naming rights especially if they were the ones who initiated it not that big of a deal not not a story really but it turns out they offered miller coors the deal first they were they had the first rights of refusal they wanted to extend the deal and miller coors is like eh. We're going to go in a different direction. So, you know, the Brewers wanted another corporate sponsor. So next up was American Family Insurance. Amphan. Amphan Park. Yeah. So they're going from (laughs) beer forever and the name of Brewers to the insurers who play at Amphan Park. I want them to change the team name to the Milwaukee Adjusters. Yeah. I I mean, seriously. (laughs) It's so terrible. Yeah, it really is. And it's really, I want to know, because I couldn't find anything about whether, like, no official statement from Miller Coors about why they turned it down or why they wanted to go in a different direction. I I mean, I I don't know why they would want to. Seems like a really big thing in their portfolio. Like, yes, we have our name on this professional franchise, and we're more or less known, like, it's association. Like, word association, Brewers, bam, Miller. I mean... I well, I think it goes back to is. it goes back to what we talked about before the show when this first broke last week and we didn't really 
talk about it on the show, but right. we had said those stadiums, are, like I will always call that Miller Park. I'm never going to call it American true. Family. So they, no. they're like, look, we've got it. Like people are still going to call That's this true. Miller. Like, so what if our, our sign isn't up at the gate when you come in? People are always going to call this Miller Park. That's true. We're associated forever. So now we don't need to pay this millions anymore. Yeah. I mean, and that could have been it. Maybe it just got to the point where they're like, eh, it's too, too rich for our blood. Right. And who knows what the Brewers, now that the Brewers have a, isn't it funny? They have a little bit of success. They have like one team that makes a run and all of a sudden they're like, by the way, you got to pay us more now to be a sponsor. (laughs) You want to name this park? Did you see how good our bullpen was last year? (laughs) You owe us so much money. So much. We got Ryan Braun and uh, we can't afford that. So we need some, you need a little kick in a little something here. We never know when one of these guys is going to get popped for steroids again. (laughs) Hurry up and put our money in the account. Deposit it tomorrow. Um... Weird. It's going to be weird. Am Fan Park. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, moving on. Uh, Some Patriots news for you. Boo. Kind of. Uh, Sam Adams. They give you all the creamy mouth feel. (laughs) What? Huh? (laughs) Keep going. Uh, Sam Adams. Sam Adams uh, Brewery in Boston, based in Boston. They are releasing a beer named for... Tom Brady. Yeah. This is a, an ode to Tom Brady. It's a, apparently only available tonight in the tap room. It's Good. from like 4.30 to 7.30. They're not canning it. Oh, we missed it's, it. I know. We just, oh, yeah. Man. So everybody listening to this, you also missed it oh, unless you were there. So but whatever. No. But they released Too Old, Too Slow, Still Here, New England IPA. Oh. 7.8% ABV. Um, they also said it was uh, available until 7.30 or the kegs kicked, whichever came first. The first 199 people because Brady was drafted 199th, we're allowed to purchase a crowler of the beer. Cool. All right, moving on. (laughs) To uh, football news that I actually care about. I didn't get my L.A. joke in. Fine. No, go. Keep going. If people follow us on Twitter, they saw it. I know. That was Mike. Anyway, (laughs) he tweeted the joke. Go look it up. Go look at our Twitter feed. Uh, And Sean Payton, he's all of us, because after that terrible call in the NFC Championship game, Dude did exactly what all of us would do, what we've all done. Horrible breakup, heartbreaking news, you get fired, whatever. Recently asked how he spent his time immediately after the loss. Peyton said, quote, what is it now, a week and a half? It feels like it's been longer than that. I would say, honestly, after the game for two to three days, much like normal people, I sat and probably didn't come out of my room, ate Jenny's ice cream, and watched Netflix for <laughs> three straight days. End quote. Bruh, I've done the same thing for less of a reason than losing out on the NFC Championship and a chance to go to the big game. Do you, Sean? I, I love this. I love the picture of Sean Payton just walking around his house, like shuffling around with a blanket over his shoulders. Bathroom. Still, Bathroom. still wearing Bathroom. his visor. Still oh, wearing God, the yeah. visor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frosted tips, still still rocking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like pouting in the corner. Is what, uh, what is it suggesting next? Because I'm not leaving. <laughs> Come on, let's let's just go out. Let's just let let me take you out of the house. We'll have a good time. We'll make you forget about it. What's even worse about this is by this time next year, I'm gonna have to buy my own Netflix account and stop sharing passwords because they got that stupid technology. Oh, more depressing. More ice cream, please. <laughs> Oh, what ice cream? He said Jenny's. Did he give a flavor? He did not. But I also like that if you caught the uh, the most subtle but funny part to me was much like normal people. 
as if to suggest that he's not otherwise normal. He's not. Like he's <laughs> what are these? What do normal people do to, to to show their depressment? Oh, eat ice cream and watch Netflix. I'm on that. That sounds like fun. I don't get to be a normal person every day. I'm doing that. He's just not sad. He's pretending. Like <laughs> yeah. People catch him. He's like, oh, that's right. So sad. Chunky monkey <laughs> referees. You're terrible. <laughs> he also had that shirt on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And so at this presser, when he was asked about this, he was wearing a shirt that we believe, and I'm confirming, I don't need to believe, he was wearing a Roger Goodell shirt. But Roger Goodell has a clown nose. Yeah, this from, is a, from Barstool. Bar, I was going to say this is a t-shirt that Barstool sells, and you should purchase one because Roger Goodell is a clown. And it makes it even funnier for one of the 32 NFL head coaches who got screwed by Roger Goodell this week before going to the big game was wearing a shirt that featured him <laughs> as a clown. And I am confirming that Sean Payton was wearing such there's a shirt. There's plenty of evidence to, yes. to support that theory. Also, if you're looking for shirts, uh, Craft Root Sports does sell shirts. You can find those on our website, craftrootsports.com. Maybe we'll get one of us wearing clown <laughs> noses featured on the shirt that would be solid me you and joe just all three clown noses and fake wigs <laughs> yes 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 and creamy the, mouth man the fake wigs everybody wanted me in a, a mullet in that video yes you you had the jerry curl everybody wanted Who? me in a mullet you mean kpi oh kpi right right yeah 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 big game associates all right let's get into the last story of upper deck this one is typical college. You thought that UF story was was college. This one is college to a T. And I'm actually really surprised by this one. So Clemson intramurals are underway. They've started their basketball tournaments. And there's a team in there that you can probably just give them the free t-shirts now because they are going to roll through everybody. And that is a team bye week. Not team by week. <laughs> Scott Scott Skrzewski's team that worked one time for him, man. He was they were by week. They they got one game that nobody showed up, and then after that, everybody. I mean, that's one more win than my my intramural <laughs> team got. <laughs> the best was when Scott tells that story. He's like, "We were terrible. <laughs> we were too." Uh, well, anyways, this team is the Clemson football team, and it's made up of all dudes that play for Clemson's football team, led by Travis Etienne. Um, There is also T. Higgins. Like, dudes who are five-star athletes are on this team. And you know these guys weren't just strictly football players in high school. They were two-sport athletes. I was going to say, they're athletes, first and foremost. Um, One's a five-star receiver who runs a 4-4-7-40. The other one, uh, Travis Etienne, is a Heisman contending running back. Like these are... (laughs) And they're going up against Delta, you. yeah, Delta Tal Kai, who like showed up in their like khaki shorts. They're like, we got this. First game of the year, they won seventy four to fourteen. <laughs> Bruh, what do you That's do? Weak. Dude, wait, I don't understand why Clemson lets the, the That's athletes what I was play gonna, other not even, teams. Not even the not even the uh, like the school because the school can't really say anything. Yeah. How is the team letting like yeah. what's Bill doing? Let these guys leagues because what's gonna happen when somebody gets really mad because they came to the game drunk and like they injure one yeah, of these guys? Etn is just dunking on him and they decide to like take his legs out from him, under him and he blows an ACL and he's out for all the next year. Let's be honest though, if they're anything like me, they're probably like ah. Ah, guys, you won us a national championship. Uh, good game. Like, That's a good uh, point. Yeah. We, we're not worthy. Uh, 14 <laughs> points. Did you want us to dial it back a bit? Uh, 
you know, you know there was their balls getting swatted everywhere right. in that game. That was a good swat. <laughs> Gotta hand it to hey, man, you. Can you sign my jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying up. Oh my god, I'm dying up. Oh my god, did you see? He dunked at me. His nuts were in my face. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's probably ETN mushroom stamp me tonight. Right. That's what happened tonight. Yeah. Uh, man, this is Brent Upper Deck. <laughs> brought to you by Creamy Mouthfeel and Nuts in Your Mouth. <laughs> from from semi professional athletes. <laughs> oh man, that is uh, that was a that was a story, man. I I love this idea of like college football players just dominating normal dudes in co- in intramurals. Speaking of college football players. Yeah, we got him. Uh, do we have him on the line, Joe? Nope, not yet. Okay. Well, we're we'll, arranging we'll that. Vamp. We'll vamp a little bit. Speaking of uh, other stuff, I, I didn't even tweet out the the, the show was starting. I'll oh, cool. Good that. good work, man. Thank you for that. Appreciate Getting that. Getting all the listeners we probably possibly can. Huh? All right. Well, on top of so you played intramurals in college, right? Oh, yep. And you said you were terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't even play. I refed. Mm-hmm. And I also almost started a race war. Uh, that's <laughs> you? <laughs> race war? Yeah, I did. It was it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was. I thought that I was going to. That sounds bizarre. <laughs> I would never think that you might start a race war. That's weird. <laughs> Joe is furious at me right now. Whatever, Joe. It's fine. We good? We good to go? <laughs> All right. Uh, joining us now on the drunk line, coming to us from Philadelphia. This is a cornerback from Villanova, NFL hopeful. Number four, Rob Roll. Rob, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you uh, you coming on, man. Absolutely. I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, man. All right. So Rob is uh, is a cornerback from Villanova, uh, projected to go in the NFL draft. More specifically, safety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so Rob, I, I watched those highlights. <laughs> I was like, I got to see. Oh, no, man has got ball skills. Yeah. Rob, where else uh, where else did you have offers from coming out of high school that you ended up at Villanova? Um, yeah, my only 1A offer was out of the University of Massachusetts and um I had a couple other small school offers like Monmouth, William and Mary, Delaware, and um Villanova. Nice. So what what was the deciding factor for Villanova? What was the the tipping point that you were like, that's the school I want to go to? Um, yeah, me and my mother went on an unofficial visit over the summer, and uh, Coach Talley at the time was the head coach, and you know he gave us a nice one-on-one tour around campus, you know, really made me and my mother feel very welcome and at home, and he gave us that real um, family, family-oriented family feel um, with the organization, and, you know, something that we were pretty much looking for, and you know, as opposed to going to a big uh, 1A school, just to say that I went 1A, um, we decided to go to a smaller school and to a place in which I, you know, had the better opportunity to showcase my talent. Well, Villanova is, you know, obviously traditionally thought of as a basketball school for obvious reasons, and <clears throat> we're Xavier guys, so uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, those beatdowns. Um, what's it like to have won a national title, you know, a- as a school while you were there? How awesome was that? Uh, it was it was a really fun time, you know. It made the the experience at school, you know, that much greater, um, and it also gave the football team a lot of motivation to know that, you know, we have class with these guys. We're the only ones who's there all summer, um, so we're, you know, for the most part, we're really cool with the basketball team. You know, we're there year round, putting the working together. So, um, it kind of puts our dream into fruition as well to see that, you know, it could be accomplished, but um, just hard work. So that that's big, and then also, you know, just you know, the excitement and fun that it brought to the university. You know, with the celebrations and the parade and everything. Um, 
And then, you know, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. So just our, our city and our environment, our areas had a lot of success and it was, you know, fun to be a part of. That Rep- must be weird to be in a city that has a lot of success for the sports teams. We yeah, don't know anything like Cincinnati, that Cincinnati has Cincinnati. nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> just nothing but heartbreak. Um, so, Rob, what what is that dynamic like between the basketball team and the football team? Are you guys? Uh, I mean, I know you said you you kind of work together, and and but is there like some type of uh, almost like one upsmanship? Like you're always trying to outdo the basketball team and trying to get that attention a little bit more. Uh, not really, not really, because, you know, I mean, you come into the school, you already know kind of what the environment's like, and you know those guys are like, you know, the bigger name, bigger recruit guys. Um, but, you know, the atmosphere, you know, the relationship between, you know, basketball and football is really good. You know, Coach Jay Wright comes and speaks to the to the football team um, a couple of times, and that was really cool. You know, he gave us a great insight, and um, he's a great motivational speaker to us as well. And then, you know, like I said, Bert, we're there in the summer, so it's only us, football, basketball, you know, maybe a couple other um, sports, but... You know, we take class together, we eat together, we chill together, you know, we're in each other's rooms on campus. So um, it's a good it's a good environment, a good atmosphere amongst one another. You know, we both support each other um, a lot. So I don't really think there's any, any feelings like that. But um, but like I said, just watching them be successful. You know, those are guys that, you know, are, are regular guys just like you. They're, they're not like crazy superstar guys. They're, you know, the people who come in and put the work in just like you do. So um, it gives you that little extra motivation to see, you know, people that you're really close with be successful like that. Now you mentioned the uh, Eagles and obviously them being you know local. Uh, w- what was your favorite NFL team growing up? Um, the Falcons. I grew up loving Mike Vick, and he was my favorite player. Um, and you know, watching what he did in Atlanta, you know, instantly gravitated to them, and I've been a fan of them ever since. All right, Rob. What's the the better video game player to play with than Mike Vick in the Madden series or Bo Jackson back in Tech Mobile? <laughs> what's what's your go to? I don't I don't think anyone compares to to Madden Mike Vick. You know, he was a cheat code. <laughs> you know, I think I think I think at the time everyone was was Falcons fans. At the time when when he was popping on Madden, um, you know, and at the time you know you just run back and press the Y button and scramble with him, and <laughs> you know that 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 changed the game. You know, it was it was awful playing against Mike Vick. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there was, was the, the Mike Vick game. rule where people couldn't play as yeah, Mike you couldn't Vick. be Mike Vick if you picked the Falcons. You <laughs> right. had to sub somebody else in. But ironically enough, the team that I could shut down Mike Vick with was the Eagles back then. I would run their their spread defense and I would play against <laughs> Mike Vick. I'm like, all right, if you're gonna be Vick, then I'm gonna be the Eagles because they had Dawkins and everything. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, you're about to make the transition to the NFL, and obviously, there's been a lot of conversation with uh, overtime the last couple of weeks with how things have worked out in the playoffs. Uh, which do you prefer, the college overtime or NFL overtime? I like the college overtime rule because I mean it. It, um, it gives you you know that equal opportunity. You know, I think it draws that much more excitement. I think. Um, it's a little bit frustrating um, being on the opposite side of the NFL rules. Although I did see um, a, a statistic where it said, you know, college and college and NFL overtime stats, you know, it's still 50, 52 or something percent um, in terms of whoever gets the ball first. But I'm just seeing the NFL and, you know, obviously what's going on lately, lately and seeing certain quarterbacks not even have an opportunity to touch the ball. So, um, I mean, that, that's just a little bit frustrating. But, you know, that's what comes with. You know, comes with the tide, but um, I think college rules are much better. You know, my freshman year at Villanova, we went to double overtime with with Syracuse, and you know that was the funnest experience of my first game in college. You know, that was you know get to see the rules. You go in there and you battle it out. So I just think that that's really cool. That's it's awesome to hear you say that because the the thing that everybody points to with the NFL staying the same is they say it's not fair to the defense. Like defense is part of it, and coming from a defensive player, it's cool to hear you say like, no, the college way is that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, def- I think definitely. Um, 
what it comes down to is just the ability to go out there and, and execute. You know, I mean, even even though oftentimes whoever scores first or whatever the case may be may come up victorious, but there's always a, there's always a chance for the defense. And you know, it's, you know, um, you can't really put the blame on one side or the other. You know, just whoever goes out there, you have to execute your job and get off the field. So. Um, definitely from a defensive perspective, you know, you, you got to get the job done. You don't really have time for excuses. Well, and, and in that same vein, you know, obviously with the last few years, both college and NFL, they, there's been a lot of rules changes and they've mostly been geared toward making more offense. But if there was one rule that you could change or adjust, uh, you know, either college or NFL, what would you be to what would it be to make the game better overall? Um. I think the targeting rule is the biggest one because it, it just completely changes the aspect of um, how you play defense. You know, uh, um, I think, you know, when you see a defensive player or something, you know, there's, there's a certain level of safety that, that needs to be involved in proper way to tackle and things like that. But, um, you know, you see certain guys go up and, you know, that's that may be, you know, how they make their money. You know, they go out there and they time the ball up perfectly and they know how to get in there and, you know, make that collision to spur the ball loose. But, you know, they're penalized and they get targeted and they're ejected from the game. So, um, especially at the college level, you see ejections way more frequently. But, you know, just seeing those targeting the defensive rules, I mean, football is a violent sport and um, it's not for everybody, you know. So um, if, if you're not willing to go out there and take that hit, which everyone was willing to do, you know, for previous years to come, then, um, you know, maybe football is not for you. So, you know, just seeing that targeting rule and seeing, you know, how it negatively affects teams sometimes when you see players getting ejected so early in the game and, you know, they either miss their whole rest of the game or they got to sit out the first half of next week. It's just frustrating you know that sometimes you see players get that a lot when they're aggressive and you know physical tacklers rob so let me ask you this we did a story uh before you got on the phone uh of a university of florida girl <laughs> coming up with the worst <laughs> way to uh to heckle basically uh, a Ole Miss basketball player, she printed out their Tinder conversation and handed it out to the entire student body. What's the worst heckle that you've ever experienced on the field? Um, let me think. Uh, I can't. I can't think of any in particular to myself, but um, I, I know you know, especially with technology and social media. You know, I got guys in the t- you know on my team who. In the locker room, they're on all the opposing wide receivers, social media. You know, they're Googling them. They're trying to find everything. You know, I don't care. Even if it's just a name, even if it's just a name, you know, something personal where, you know, if I, if I could talk about a wide receiver sister or, you know, whatever, I've seen my teammates, you know, take that, you know, and go crazy with it. So I don't know if it's as personal as, you know, really printing out, you know, messages or anything like that. But I think with technology and the way social media is, man, I, I, I've seen, you know, you know, that trash talk come to another level now. But I don't think anything's been really personal to me. You know, I, I go out there and just handle my handle my business. I don't really worry about all that extra stuff. Do you consider yourself a trash talker on the field? Um, I I think it brings it brings a, a good part of, of comp- competition out of me. You know, I was roommates, you know, with three Florida boys, and you know, if if you know anything about Florida and you know the way that their athletes compete, you know, trash talk is you know a big part of their game. <laughs> and being roommates with you know with three of them, you know, I guess kind of made my chest talk a little bit better. So I think, you know, once I get going, it could definitely, um, I think it, eleva- it elevates my game to an extent, you know, makes me more amped up. But, you know, I, I only really like to, you know, talk if I'm really provoked. You know, for the most part, I'm kind of in my own world. I'm on the field vibing and probably rapping or listen- listening to music, you know, in my own head. But um, but, one- but once I'm provoked and once that's triggered, I guess, like, you know, defense mode comes out and, you know, I'm going to be at your neck. 
I love this idea of you guys like, uh, no, man, you got to redo that. That that wasn't good enough. You gotta, you're, like, you're running lines and practicing. I love that. It's like, it's like as soon as we get done practice, as soon as we get in the car, you know, it's like a, you know, a 20 minute, you know, session where you're just going, all going at each other. It's, it's, it's like, it's almost like practice, you know, every day. <laughs> so you mentioned Mike Vick was your favorite player to watch growing up. Uh, who is the best player you've ever played against at any level? Um, well, I mean, I, I played with a bunch of guys, you know, growing up. You know, guys like Jawan Johnson is one of my best friends. He, he's wide receiver at Penn State. Um, Corey Cummins, a running back now for the Eagles, you know, played at Wisconsin. We all kind of played together in midget football. So I think competition was, all, you know, already instilled early in, you know, midget football. But once I got to college, I think um, – one person I, could, I always, I'm going to always remember um, is Darius Victor, the running back from Towson. You know, he was a wide physical load, um, and someone who ran the ball very aggressively. Um, so that was someone that you know you had to, you know, you had to make sure you brought your, you know, your full game and brought that physicality to match his effort every time. But um, one person, Ernest Edwards from from Maine, um, is, is someone that I always bring up because he's such a small, shifty um, type of wide receiver. You know, he's not really the fastest person but you know when you play against him it almost takes the game and takes you back to backyard football because you know if you don't you know make the right angle or, or you know have the right leverage you know he's gonna be out there you know like a little joystick so you know, that was someone every year you know he's either it's a kick return on us or you know some type of screen play that turns you know to a 60 yard run but you know he's a, just a dynamic player and someone i respect a lot so, all right, last question before we get to kind of our quick hitters, the way we like to end interviews. Um, should EA Sports bring back their college football series? Oh, my gosh, should they, man? It's, it's tired of Madden. There, there, has, yes. there hasn't been a good sports game since NCAA stopped being played. You know, I've, since it was on, you know, I think NCAA 04 on the GameCube, where I don't know, like maybe Matt Liner or something on the cover at USC, and then it's like, Man, every 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 NCAA game that's ever been created, you know, the best the best sports game out. You know, I definitely think they should put the little differences aside, and you know, having to worry about player likeness and stuff. And just you know, let let play, let people enjoy the game because you know that was one of the funnest games to play. And I remember when I was in midget football, I would go and create my whole team, you know, on the roster. <laughs> yes. College teams. So you know, that's just something I, you know, guys did since we were little. So would you be upset if you were on EA Sports NCAA football, like your likeness, your number, your stats, I w- but you I got no penny? I wouldn't care. Yeah, would see, that's, care. What, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we figure most sport. guys would. That's any, 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 any college athlete who, who's that focused on, you know, trying to get money off of it, although it is, you know, respectfully so, if, you know, it's using your likeness. But, you know, for me and for my love of the game and, you know, just the excitement of, you know, you know one day just, just being able to say you're on the game without having to go in and create yourself on your own, that's just like <laughs> – yeah, that's a yes. big thing. The only thing that would that would take away from that is when you look at it, you're like, man, why are they rate me so low? Yeah. <laughs> I'm suing for this. I don't care about the money. With the, with the EA Sports guys and telling them up their, up their rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we wrap things up and let you get out of here, we're going to hit you with our quick hitter questions. These are just first answer that pops into your head. Just go with it. Don't give it too much diagnosis or thought. Just whatever comes to your mind when we answer. All right. Plain cake donuts, yay or nay? I can't. What was it? What was it? Plain what? Plain cake donuts, no frosting, just a regular cake donut. Yes or no? Nay, no. <laughs> My man Rob, <laughs> Jordan or LeBron? Uh, LeBron. Nice. That's a good answer. Kids these days. <laughs> 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 All right. This these next two are are thinkers. When you put on a button shirt. 
Do you button from the top down or the bottom up? Top down. Yes, that's normal. Damn it. Oh, Rob, come on, man. <laughs> You're doing you so good. From the bottom up. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't line up. It shut does. up. Shut up and ask, ask him more questions. Stop. Stop. <laughs> when you put your pants on, do you button then zip or zip then button? Zip then button. There you go. All right. Back on track, Rob. Back no. on track. <laughs> Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh... I don't even know. Die Hard, I don't know. Okay. Have you ever seen Die Hard? I don't think so. Okay, all right. That works, that works. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't like hot dogs, so I'm going to say no. Yes! <laughs> the reasoning's the best! Yes. I don't like hot dogs, so no, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> only, only time I eat hot dogs is they're cut up with baked beans, so I'm going to say no. All right. Honesty, I love it. If you only had one choice with your chicken wings, are you going with all drums or all flats? All, all flat. Oh, my God. I knew you that was so quick. Easy. <laughs> the most all definitive flat. answer yet. That's Rob's order right there. Rob. Before he no, even I, finished I get, asking. I get when they tell me I can't order all flat. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh. No, no. just straight quick no. Plain pizza. Quick no. Plain. plain. Pizza. Nothing. You got nothing. Right. Plain pizza. Kevin Fuck McAllister that. out here. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese pizza. And our, and our last one, are you a Coke or a Pepsi guy? Pepsi. My mom, oh my goodness. Man, she could personally endorse Pepsi. She's the one who keeps them afloat. <laughs> <laughs> if, they were, if they were ever about to go out of business, she's the one who kept them alive. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Rob, uh, let me ask you, man, real quick. What's your plans for the draft? Where Are you, are you going to sit down at home, get the family over, have a little party going to watch it? Um, yeah, right now I'm currently up in North Jersey um, at Test Football Academy with Kevin Dunn and his staff. You know, we're doing, a, doing an amazing job putting in that work and preparing myself for my pro day. Um, and then I'll, I'll probably just be home, you know, in South Jersey with my family, just around everyone who's supporting me, um, you know, and just try to, you know, make it a nice little small event, you know, all my family and friends who, you know, like I said, who have supported me since day one, you know, just make it a, a fun experience for them. Well, we're on Team Rob at this point, man. You, uh, yeah, man, we'll be we'll be rooting for you. Nothing the but the best for you. I mean, we'll stop by South Jersey. It's not that far of a trip, so we can we'll just pop over. We'll bring the flat wings. We'll bring plain uh, pizza. It'll be <laughs> right, right. Some and Pepsi. Uh, we, we'll bring a whole bunch of all Pepsi. the Pepsi. <laughs> Tell moms we coming through with the Pepsi. Uh, Rob, thanks so much, man, for the time tonight. We wish you nothing but the best, man. Uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for your time, too. Yes, sir. All right. Cheers, bud. That is Rob Roll, cornerback uh, from Villanova, NFL hopeful. Uh, man, I hope he picks up somewhere. and, and He just can come play here. for the Niners. <laughs> I mean, he's cool. I'll take him cool to Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I mean, if, oh man, dream scenario: Rob gets drafted by Cincinnati. Oh, we have him and then here. just have him have here him in the speakeasy. In, oh, that's he's gonna do it. Yeah, hey, call Rob back. Tell him, <laughs> tell him <laughs> if he gets drafted by Cincinnati, <laughs> we want the exclusive, the new exclusive. plan. Rob, <laughs> turn down everybody that calls you before. Just be like, no, I'm not going. I'm Priority not free agent <laughs> Cincinnati. I'm going to holler at my boys at Craft Root Sports. Uh, be sure to keep up with Rob on uh, on his Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I didn't even get to talk about his nickname. He's got such a cool nickname, and it is his Twitter handle, at QuaddyRoll4. Uh, that's IV for the four. Uh, Rob Roll the fourth and Quaddy. That is such a good nickname, man. Dude, he was so cool. Rob's awesome. That's, <laughs> that was a cool dude, man. That was a real cool dude. He was so, like, he was just like, yeah. I mean, I, I've watched a couple interviews beforehand, and I knew he was just going to be 
like very NFL See, answers. He's NFL ready already, like talking to people. Well, I mean, I know they all are going to be because they don't want to say anything inflammatory at this stage in the game because they're just kind of wanted them to. to get- <laughs> well, yeah, and right. I mean, but I, and I, I'm also not trying to screw up his job right, prospects. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, yeah. to that certain degree. But I mean, he gave us solid answers, you know, to the questions we asked that, you know, weren't necessarily just strictly NFL or college related. I mean, he he didn't seem like he was giving candy. Are you surprised there's so. not more friction between the football and the basketball team at Nova? Because I feel um, like there, I like me personally, I would hate the basketball I, team for getting all all the glory. I would say no at a different school. Now Villanova seems like the type of school to me that there actually would be some type of harmony and they'd be cool with it. Now, if you went to a school like I bet. Kansas or Kentucky. I feel mm, like those yeah. where the basketball program is just like so. And I know the basketball program at Nova is big. Don't get me wrong. And they won the national championships. But I just feel like at the one of those, you know, traditional powerhouse basketball schools where they also have a football team. and They're just kind of, you know, the afterthought. I mean, I know if I was a Kentucky player this year, it was all everybody was, oh, they're now a football school, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, no, like we've always been here and y'all are just now paying attention. So F y'all like we're <laughs> don't 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 get on board now. Like, no, it's too late. We, we like playing in front of an empty stadium. Right. It's- yeah. I mean, leave us alone. Don't 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 try to get on the, the, the gravy train now. Now that we're good. So, I mean, I feel like at those schools would be more fresh. And so I think it's kind of cool that they they have that camaraderie and they're not like just straight hating yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. I, you, I think you, you as a fan kind of want to think oh there's got to be this friction but i think it's cool it's like ah nah we're, we're happy for those guys and jay wright comes yeah. in and talks to us like that's, i think that's cool right that's cool if you're the football team where it's like okay they've got a, a famous face as a head coach you know nationally and he comes in and is like hey Here's what I can relate to you guys with, you know, as far as pep talks and going out there and doing your thing and representing the school. I mean, that's cool. And I'm Jay jealous. Wright is I'm a, just jealous. Is a head coach that I is a head coach that I admire and like. So I mean, that's cool too. Like if I was at, you know, if I was playing for Louisville, I'd be like, oh, Rick Pitino's coming to talk to us. I don't really care. Whatever. Well, now Chris Mack would come to talk to you. All the more reason to not care. <laughs> like, oh, who's this second rate dude? <laughs> I right, don't care. Let's get into our Joker of the Week. You guys want to do Joker of the Week real quick? Sure. All right, let's do Joker of the Week. Uh, Joe, let's but, let. Uh, first, yep. who was that call brought to us by? Uh, that call was brought to you by Rally House. I was going to do it for Joker, but that's fine. Uh, call, the call was brought to you by Rally House. Next time you need to suit up and rep your team, be sure to go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of every page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league, plus NCAA and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OunceSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. I'm going to go buy myself a Villanova number four jersey. That's for real, though. Dude was cool. I mean, it's not often that you get to talk to somebody who's that down to earth who is about to, you know, go pro. And I mean, he's going to get a chance whether he gets drafted or whether he gets picked up as a free agent. I was going to say, one way or another, he's he's going to be be on our roster next, you know, come this summer or whatever, and wish all the best for him. So it's awesome that he spent the time. Do we know where Hard Knocks is yet? No, haven't they haven't nailed that down? The I hope 49ers are on the short list, and I hope to go. I hope avoid it. I hope Rob ends up wherever Hard Knocks is. Nah, I, I'm I'm back with what you originally hope. I hope oh, he just in Cincinnati. Yeah, okay, I mean yeah, it's up here, cool, so we can cool, have cool. him in the basement talking. <laughs> I, I want him live on the show. <laughs> All right, Joe, who is your Joker of the week? Uh, so I went with uh, New England for using heavily armed police officers in camo <laughs> and their Losers. bulletproof vests as Super Bowl Losers. escorts because they are 
No. Yeah, they're just soft. <laughs> the pictures of this were crazy. It was like they were gearing up for war to get Tom Brady off the bus. It was nuts, man. You remember all the flack that Miami caught for getting off the plane and camo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day? Yeah, yeah the soldiers. This, yeah, this was just as These, stupid. They hired soldiers. They literally hired yeah. soldiers to yeah, do this. Get out of here. I I just want to see somebody pull a fire alarm with these dudes like waiting in the team hotel. A guy dare you to pull that fire alarm with this jacked up dude that just got off his third tour of duty. He's just ready to rip somebody's face off. It's like, come on, pull it. I dare you to pull it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a good joke of the week, Joe. Um, I'm going to go next. Uh, We'll save yours for last. uh, Scott, I went with KDKA, the CBS affiliate in Pittsburgh. Originally I had put them in there for being ultra petty and showing the the Patriots rally before the Super Bowl and then putting a graphic up that says Tom Brady known cheater and I was like dude I mean factual yeah but I mean why are you even showing it who even cares like nobody in Pittsburgh cares about this news why are you even covering the rally in in New England Specifically you know what I mean cover it for that Chiron and that's well, and that's what I thought. Maybe that's why they did that. I'm fine with it. By the way, good use of the industry jargon. I appreciate you picking me well, you up. Said Thank it. you. <laughs> I just said graphic. Yeah, you said like, graphic, and I'm uh, like, <laughs> cringe. It's a Chiron. The lower third uh, just said. That would have been better also than graphic. But go ahead. Go ahead. Your story. But now I am changing it. KDK is still my joke of the week, but now I'm upset because they fired the 27-year-old who put that up, and they, yeah. they've relieved him of his duties, which is garbage, man. Yeah. Because before this, how many people knew who KDKA was? None. No. How many people know now? Pretty much every football fan. (laughs) Yeah. And they're going to fire this dude for it? Come on. Also, that kid scientifically proved that Tom Brady's a cheater. (laughs) I feel like if there's scientific evidence that he's a cheater, guy was just putting up facts. What's wrong with putting up facts? This is just accurate. Yeah. Tom Brady, known cheater. I mean, it didn't say also, you know... Left his first baby mama and married Giselle. I mean, it just said known cheater. <laughs> Left it at that. Didn't get too descriptive. I mean, he could have got worse. That's all I'm saying. It's just weird in a city uh, like Pittsburgh where Mike Tomlin was tripping dudes on the sidelines. Whoa. That you're going <laughs> to call on somebody. No, there's video of it. Mike Tomlin was watching the, the video. Every now and He's then. He's watching the board like, all right, three, two, one. Whoops, my bad. Spasm. <laughs> that happens you can't call somebody else a cheater when your coach is tripping dudes running down nah, the sidelines that's cool anyway my uh <laughs> guy of the week joker idiot, joker, joker of the week this is week. That, I, okay it's joker okay cool this week uh <laughs> we're going with nickel roby coleman for he's running his mouth during this week of the the big game and it just never it never ends well. He's talking about Brady and how he's old and just, you know, he, he can be exposed and we can beat him and you can you can rattle him and yada yada yada. And then a day later, whoa, whoa, guys, whoa. Y'all misquoted me and you took it out of context and <laughs> that's not what news. I meant. Yeah. <laughs> but he totally called out Tom Brady and the Patriots and said they were beatable and all that, which is in itself is stupid. Yeah, yeah. But then he doubled down on the stupidity by <laughs> trying to back off of exactly what he had said the day before. Yeah, I mean, at that point, just own it. Yeah. Be like, yeah. I but can, also, I, I mean, there's a, there's a history of this just never working out for anything. Uh, I specifically remember my cornerback, Chris Culliver, before the Super Bowl, deciding he was going to talk about gays and then got toasted against the Ravens. It worked out <laughs> swell. So when you run your mouth as a cornerback, 
guess what? You're probably going to have a bad day. So look for Robbie Coleman to probably get torched. Even if the Patriots lose, Robbie Coleman will have been targeted a billion times and probably been like, yeah, he gave up three touchdowns and generally had the worst game of his career. Also found out yesterday, I think, that dude's only started six NFL games in his life. Really? Only started six. I mean, I feel like you have to have a full 16-game slate underneath your belt before you can say anything. I mean, anything. Who put a mic in front of Robbie Coleman? Well, the only reason why he's getting mic time is because, know, because of the NFC been... Championship. No, it's the NFC Championship. Oh, yeah, and I know he, he was, was the, the one that... who shoved. Yeah, right. the forearm So that's, that, all of a sudden, he is propelled into the spotlight, and they want to know what he's got to say. They're like, hey, how are you going to play defense this week? Or not. Or, yeah. or pass interfere. Can you tackle Gronk? He also admitted that he totally pass interfered. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, we don't play. Our style of defense is we'd rather just knock you out than let you catch the ball. <laughs> Which, thanks, NFL. That's what you fostered. Your rules, your rules encourage doing that but because that's, i mean that's normal that's been that way oh, forever no, no. if you're beat then yes you interfere because you'd but, rather take the penalty and, than and a that's touchdown fine but any good solid cornerback is isn't going to like lean on that you never hear Deion sanders say oh yeah i got beat so i just knocked dudes down that was my strategy i'm just gonna <laughs> knock a dude down because he got past me like no if you're any good then you you wouldn't have to do that as a tactic that wouldn't be in your arsenal you'd be like yeah man i'm not gonna resort to just straight up blatantly right you know breaking a rule so that a guy doesn't beat me but he's just like nope i'm owning it which i guess i also kind of respect that he's like don't care got beat took him out they didn't call it we in the suit i mean big game those are your choices for joker of the week um gave saints fans that creamy mouthfeel oh jesus <laughs> We would like to use some audio eventually here. You can just stop that. What? You don't have to edit that though. You don't have, to, and that doesn't. That's not even explicit. I know. I know. I, that's I, the best part. That's why I'm using it so much. God. It's not cursing. God. Um, all right. Well, before we talk anymore, I did. There was a story that just came out today that I wanted to talk about, college football related. Uh, former Alabama running back Josh Jacobs, who was, I've never heard of. Yeah, he was interviewed, and he was saying there's a side of Nick Saban that most people but, don't know. But seriously, every name, every running back that comes out of Alabama the last decade has a name, even on down to the third <laughs> stringers. I mean, we all know that Alvin Kamara transferred from <laughs> Alabama because he was the third stringer and then went to Tennessee. And this guy, I'm like, how have I never heard of you? He's the one Alabama running back over the last well, two the decades reason why is because never heard he of. He pointed out how he never caught Nick Saban's ire, and it's like, oh, yeah, because you were scout team. That's probably why. Okay, uh, you, you weren't playing at all. But anyways, he said Nick Saban is a player's coach and, quote, very funny, which is really weird to me. And he, he elaborated, and he said, quote, like if I was catching a lot of passes that day, we'd try to say, he tried to say something like, hey, Josh, you keep catching all these passes. How about you hold these? He messed it up. I mean, because if you're going to say, wouldn't you say, how about you catch, catch these? these? Yeah, I well, mean. But it's also like an old man doing a, a D's right, Nuts joke. So, like, Nick Saban does D's Nuts joke. That's the, the whole point of the story. That, that's right. Nick Saban does D's Nuts joke. But jokes. I don't give you credit if you mess it up. <laughs> you, you old man the D's Nuts joke, so you get no credit. You are awarded no points. So then that answers my question. I was yeah, say, I know. Do we have you're to like say, Nick Saban? Nope, nope. No, because he messed it up. Because you messed it up. <laughs> if you had nailed the dismount, 
I'd be like, golf clap. Golf clap, Nipsey. You're still in the MF Hall of Fame, but golf clap. Instead, I'm like, nope. This is why you were first ballot worthy, because you can't get the D's nuts joke right. You're that out of touch with, you know, jokes that you can't even get that. All right, let's shift gears then. Let's talk some basketball, because that was the other big stories. Uh, I know Joe's super excited that we're actually going to talk basketball on this show. (laughs) (laughs) If you're new to the show, that's the sound of the whale. We got some whale news uh, coming up. So first of all, Anthony Davis has basically demanded a trade from New Orleans, uh, and everybody is scrambling. Somebody said today that the Lakers have offered five different trades for AD. Five different trade packages, and Rob Polinka has called and left five different phone messages with <laughs> New Orleans. And as of like an hour ago, New Orleans hadn't picked up or listened to any of the calls yet. So what that you're telling amazing. me, what you're telling me, is that the Pelicans are a Florida fan, <laughs> and the Lakers are an Ole Miss player. Hey, you up? You up? Hey. What you try- I'm trying to come through. You trying to come through? Right. Hey. <laughs> for uh, sure, for sure. I- I'm leaving hours, but I got, f- I got, I'm leaving town after the game, but I got five hours. I got five hours. Call me back. Call me back. Come on. We're trying to get it in. So they had five messages left, none returned. But AD, this is, <laughs> this is like, this reminds me of fantasy football when you offer the same trade, but you offer it five different <laughs> ways, and you're just like, I, I kind of hope he accepts this first one, but let me offer it four other ways where I kind of would be okay with him accepting it, but not really. But I know they're actually more fair. So the first one they offered was probably really terrible. It was like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll trade you. Uh, you want ball? We'll tra- yeah, ball say, for Davis. We'll trade up. you the ball family straight up for 80. That's it. And then they're like, no, nah, that's not going to do it. All right, we'll do it. Him and uh, yeah, this other bench guy. Uh, maybe our first round pick. We'll throw him in too. Uh, okay, that's probably not going to do it either. And they finally got up. The fifth offer was probably the most legit, and they're still like, nah, that's not going to cut it. But they haven't even listened. They don't even care. Like It's like the Pelicans don't even – they're not even paying attention to the Lakers. They don't need to. They're not, they're not even forced to. They, they can sit that's, there and so wait. That's they what, have all the leverage. That's what is strange to me about this whole thing because, as you know, I'm not an NBA guy, but I feel like there is more – in the NBA, there is more instances of dudes just being like, I want out. I'm done. Trade me right now. You had Kawhi Leonard last year with his whole thing with the Spurs. And he didn't even say got, anything. He just stayed quiet. It was just... Well, but but he was... He spoke volumes by... And, I was going to say, yeah. he spoke volumes by Nets. And the team is like, you're quiet. not hurt. And he's like, nah, I'm hurt. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to sit over here until <laughs> you either move me or this year's done because I don't care. And AD is like... Uh, I mean, I know he got fined 50000 for coming out and saying he wanted traded, which is against the rules, and you're not allowed to put that out there. Whoops. Um, but but I, don't, I don't understand it, like what this is in the NBA. The dudes are just flat out, like outspoken. I want out. Trade me. Um, who was it this year... Who was it this year that uh, before the season there was another guy that was all all about getting traded and was uh, I can't remember who it was now but the point being the NBA this seems to happen all the time and if I'm a fan of the Pelicans well, I would be furious. Well, you guys said Jimmy Butler and you didn't think Jimmy Butler was high profile enough. To Jimmy Butler, demand that's it. who it was. That's yeah, what I was well, trying to come did, up with. I mean, because he, he's not an AD superstar level. But is think. AD that? Big yes. of a superstar? Yeah. Like, that's the other he's thing. He's one of the top three players in the world. AD wanted to hire an assistant that looked just like him. 
I, I feel like that knocks you down a I mean, few that's, pegs. That's fine, but he's still one of the top three players in the world. I mean, it, it, it goes unnoticed because he plays for the Pelicans, but... Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just because he's, he's in New Orleans. super good. Okay, like, maybe that's really, it. It's, he's just in a really bad market. Um, yeah. He's, he's overshadowed by the baby cakes. I get it. I understand. <laughs> that's a tough market to play in with the baby cakes, taking all the, the prestige. Um, but the, these guys are demanding their trades. So... Anthony Davis apparently is high profile enough to demand this. And uh, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with dudes that we thought this was going to be coming where guys are just going to say, I- I'm in control. I'm going to either sit out or you're, you're going to move me to. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with the, the players exercising this power. I'm perfectly fine with that. I guess I just have a, a problem with, uh, mm, I don't know the way it kind of gets out. I mean, I almost wish that he had straight up just in a post-game interview or something, you know, if the question was asked, was like, yeah, I'm not going to resign here. Instead, they go through these agents and kind of back-channel it and try to... Well, that's because technically AD isn't allowed to say that. Well, and Because it's a $50,000 fine. So he might as well have just said it. He would have got his money's worth. He got the fine because his agent said it to the public. If AD right, right. if AD would have just went to like the GM the owner and and said, "Hey, I want you guys to trade no, me." I, yeah. Wouldn't have been a fine. I understand that, but Scott was saying it like during a post-game press conference or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I wish but he no, would have done it himself. Enough. I just I don't like the whole well, agent did this and agent says that. I mean, I know that they work for you and all that, but it just it seems kind of like phony or <laughs> a little bit scared to be like, oh, uh, well, this is my agent. I mean, you know, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> Ken said, AD's just using the power of his unibrow to force a trade. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Did you see the dude that like pretended like he was going to burn the jersey? And then he ended up, he was, he like just put a pa- piece of paper up that was like, thank you for everything, AD. And then he drew a unibrow across I, I did and saluted not. him. <laughs> it was fantastic. Also, I feel like it's been a rough couple weeks for New Orleans. NFC <laughs> <laughs> Championship game, and now this. It's, that's a rough couple weeks. Sean Payton's going back to the ice cream. He's like, wait, AD's leaving? Give me that robe. I'm going back. I got to finish this this Punisher series. Also, Michael, Th- you're there, Michael Thomas is up for a new contract coming up soon, he, and he can command big money. I mean, there's, it's rough times down in the Big Easy. <laughs> there's nothing Big Easy about there. Down Here's there. what I don't understand, though, about these trade demands. Like, AD is saying he doesn't want to go anywhere, and, and it came out after this whole thing. He's saying specifically he wanted to go to L.A., and it's like, wait a second, man. You can't dictate where you're going to go. If you're going to demand this trade, cool, but the team should have the, they should have the ability, unless you have it in your contract, obviously, if there's a clause, but he doesn't have any no trade no, clause. So right? what he said was... Um, you can trade me wherever you want, but just so you know, any team, if you are not the Lakers, I am not re-signing with you after another, I'll play, I'll be there for the rest of this year and next year and with next my year. contract, but once that's over, I'm not going to be with you, I'm going to the Lakers. If right. I go to the Lakers this year, then I'll be signing a contract extension with them. So if you are the Pelicans, <laughs> do you keep them? Do you not trade them? Or do you still try and get something? I mean, I feel no, like if you're the you Pelicans, have to trade him. Well, yeah, but also if you're the Pelicans, you still hold all the cards because while he says that, I mean, if there's a team that's willing to, to play that gamble, which I hear Boston is like, we don't care. If, if he, we've only got a year and a half, we'll take the chances and we'll go ahead and trade for him and try to convince him and do whatever. I mean, you got to hope or think that there'll be somebody else. If 
LA thinks that they have enough leverage to where they're like, oh, well, he's only going to resign with us, so we're just going to lowball you. I just hold on to him. But see, that's the thing. I feel like LA is. Uh, they're in their minds. They're like, he's coming here anyways. So, you know, it's, it's whatever. We'll put whatever out there for, for a trade, which um, I, I would usually agree with, but LA is desperate because they didn't get Paul George and they got, they have LeBron, but with just LeBron, who's, who's sitting there like, y'all better do something. Cause I ain't coming here. LeBron's to just pulling be, a Kawhi right now. And he's just yeah. like, nah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm I come here to just, just be, gonna, well, I ain't come here. I'm gonna wave to the people me. in the bleachers. Hey everybody. Yeah. I'm he's up like, here. I, I know how this story ends. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of forced to, but they're not that desperate. Something. They're not that desperate because it's why, why if you're LA, would you give away anything of importance knowing that AD said, I'm coming to LA in a year and a half. I will be in LA. Because LeBron is sitting there saying, I don't want to wait two more years. Because your superstar that just came there and signed a lot of money, who has a lot of cachet, says, do not wait. But um, don't waste two years on of my though. career. Hang on, though. We have said from the start, from, from when LeBron went to L.A., we said, doesn't matter, still the Warriors league. The Warriors still come out of the West. Why would you, if you're Magic Johnson, because you know Magic's feeling the same way. Magic's like, the war- fine. we bring AD in, we're not beating the Warriors. But like, it's, it's all, not going to happen. It's all about star power, and it's all about that bruised I understand. ego, it's, and it's all I about the fact that I they... I get that, but my point being, why would you give up anything of importance knowing AD's coming anyways, and we're not beating the Warriors this year. We're probably not beating them next year, although they do have a lot of free agents coming up at the end of this season, right? I think a lot of the Warriors team. So I guess you do have the possibility of next year, but maybe work out a, tra- a trade with the team next year, because you're wherever so, he ends it's up. A hard, because it's a hard sell to LeBron to say, and eh, we're just going to wait. I don't think it is. Wait, I don't think it is, because LeBron's got to know. LeBron's got to see the – come on. No, you no, think no. LeBron is like AD's the missing piece? Because LeBron's been in the situation where mm. a, a trade flips the script just like that. Uh, he pouted in Cleveland and had like the entire team traded at the trade deadline but to get in guys that he wanted. That's different. I know Dan Gilbert saying. wrote those contracts up but the, con- but the pressure, Sands. But the pressure, <laughs> but the pressure is there. Like LeBron isn't sitting there saying, "No, no, no, it's cool. Wait two years until he can come here as a free agent." He wants to win now. I'm not even saying two years. I'm saying next season, wherever he ends they, up. They can't get anyone next year. They, they right. can't get any big free agent next season this is it trade no through a trade can the lakers the lakers can't trade for ad next year they can't trade for him next year i mean they could that's my point but you're assuming that he hasn't been traded to somebody else already like if somebody else steps up and says hey we're gonna get him right then they're they're screwed no but that's the thing if somebody steps up let's say boston steps up they come in with a a huge offer they're going all in and ad comes through boston can't do anything till the offseason oh that's true because of the whole yeah the whole Kyrie. yeah and the rose rule yeah yeah, they're perfectly fine with that i think i think they're perfectly fine on waiting till the summer and letting everything play but anyways okay regardless of who it is pick a name out of a hat somebody trades and gets ad on their team because they're like we can get them and we'll try to woo them to stay here Next year, it's AD's just telling these GMs, I'm not re-signing with you. I'm going to L.A. at the end of this year. I'm not re-signing. I'm going to L.A. All right, now you make your move if you're L.A. Because you get them for the second half of next year. Why would you, push, why would you get rid of anything now? Again, there's because, no, it, because now doesn't do anything for you. You're you, still going to lose. I, I, and I understand what you're saying. And I'm going to tell you again that it's all the Paul George factor. Paul George saying... You know what? They thought they had him in the bag. They didn't have to do anything. They could sit pat. Last year was whatever. And the offseason, hey, we're going to bring in LeBron. Hey, we're going to bring in Paul George. It's a done deal. He's from here, yada, yada, yada. That dude decided to stay. If they take that risk again, 
and AD goes somewhere and all of a sudden gets there, has a change of heart, decides, you know what? This is where I'm going to be. Despite what he's saying, he's saying right now he wants to be LA. But a year ago, everybody knew that Paul George was going to Florida. I kind of dig this minus 60 win chill in Milwaukee. I'm going to stay here. What if they get there and things are good and he realizes he can play with he can play with the Greek freak and it, it looks good? What I'm telling you is nobody thought Paul George this time last year was was going anywhere but LA. And they thought there's no chance he's staying in Oklahoma City. He stayed in Oklahoma City. If that That's happens, fair. I mean if, it's a fair if point. They gamble again and say, We'll just sit back and let things come to us. He's coming to us. And he goes somewhere, and things work out there, and all of a sudden AD is like, hey, you know what? I kind of like it here. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm not going to L.A. I'm going to stay here. Then they're left holding the bag, and you have to answer to LeBron and your fans about why you stood pat and took a gamble. And you know what LeBron's going to do? He's going to sit in Magic's office. Magic's going to be like, look, man, we really tried. We, we took a shot. And, and then LeBron is going to pick up his purse, and he's going to walk <laughs> right out in his, in his shorts, his suit pants that are short. And Magic going to be out. the one fired. <laughs> Because they're gonna be like, oh well, you had you had a shot twice and you blew it, Magic. But we ain't gonna piss off LeBron enough for him to leave. So bye bye, Magic. You gotta go. The other big trade of the day. Oh, Joe, do you have something else on that one? Okay, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna. <laughs> the other big trade of the day just happened right before we came on the air. Uh, Porzingis is out in New York and he is going to Dallas. We have. Porzingis and Luca on the same team now. White power. <laughs> Don't forget Dirk. Dirk's still in the house. Dirk is still there, and yes. he's a decent. How crazy is it that it's like Dirk's a <laughs> Dirk's a decent number three on this team? That's crazy. D- like not just decent, dude. Is I, I looked at his numbers earlier this year and thought Dirk Nowitzki is still in the league, putting up numbers like that at his age. Like, that's beyond impressive. I'm confused by the move. Like, I don't understand why Cuban did this because you're still several pieces away, but eh, it's all relevance for Yeah, I mean they've been the Mavericks sales. have been the Mavericks have been complete afterthoughts for the last few years. And I mean if yeah, you're yeah. a guy like if you're you're a guy like Cuban, I mean it's all about having your name in the conversation. I mean, he just cares that it's been Oh, it's the Warriors and the Rockets and everybody else or whatever. <laughs> and generally, the Mavericks haven't even been like anywhere close to the right. oh whatever. So at least now, I mean, I if Chris Paul doesn't isn't completely healthy, I mean, they're maybe the number two team in the West. I mean, I know that the Jazz have what I don't buy the Jazz. So, but I mean, this trade to me makes them a legit two or three, either right behind the Rockets. Or in front of the Rockets if Chris Paul doesn't come back completely healthy and doing what he usually does. Because there's a lot of question marks for the Rockets. So I I like this trade for them just because why not? Why not? That's I, I mean, like, seriously, if you're, the, if you're the Mavericks, it's like, why not try to get better? And you still have Kristaps is still on his rookie contract. He's got right. one more year. He's coming off of his ACL, which is he'll be back, they said, end of February. So you'll get a couple couple months run out of him with Luca and he's it's a great very likely, young duo. He's I was going to say he's very likely to re-sign in Dallas cuz I mean Cuban will get in there and, and sell him easily on he's everything. Like, you that see he's Shark Tank? Going. You see Shark Tank? Yeah, I do Dirk, that. And Dirk's on his Sign. Dirk's on his way out. I mean that's a very right. solid core. I, it's a it's a stretch younger version of like a Shaq and Kobe, you know. They're going with the young shooter and a Seven three big men who can both shoot and <laughs> I mean, just really, go for it. And just go for the not lead. even. Well, but I mean, not even going that far. They can just say this is Nash and Dirk. 
like 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that yeah. that's that's what I would point to if I'm selling it to the fans. It's like, this is our new version of Nash and Dirk, and you saw where that got us. Right. All we got to do is surround these guys with some more pieces. The Warriors are what they are, and they're going to, you know, eventually something's going to catch up. But we've got this young core we're building towards when that dissipates. And next year, they'll have about $18 million in cap space, so they can get, mm. you know, a bigger free agent right now, uh, Harrison Barnes. Who was on Golden State for their earlier runs? Yes, is, still in the league, y'all. Is, is their number three? <laughs> but the biggest thing is the New York Knicks side is it leaves them two max spaces. They're about to have like seventy-five million dollars in cap room after this, so they can get two max players next year. And the thought is Kyrie and Durant are going to be going to the Knickerbockers next season. I I mean everything I've read says Durant. There's that's no a chance that, that Durant. Well, that's what I was gonna. So I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I was gonna is. say from the Knicks side, this move is sort of head scratching. But it, you know they do have that space. Do you think anybody wants to go to New York? Because granted, there's gonna be two max contracts, so you get your your two names. But the league has shown that you need more than two. You can't you can't really do much with two. Right. I mean, if you can get the you get out of the east, the right. I mean, you can two. be Toronto, right? But you're gonna be you could. You can see from the East right now if you have, if you had Kyrie and Durant, you are in the finals. I mean, you would have you'd have to pay Toronto and maybe the Bucks, right? And but if you had Kyrie and Durant and then other people, you could make that work to the finals. You just have to sell it, and you'd have to sell New York, and you have to sell Dolan. Yeah, I mean the problem Ooh, is I think that's they, the hard part right there. Dolan. Selling Dolan, that's Ky- it. Who Kyrie? Oh, Kyrie, I think it's very doable for them. And, hey man, you and, like and the devil? Sense. He owns his team. <laughs> in said scenario, I just I don't think Durant's. I, I honestly don't see Durant leaving Golden State. I mean, all everything at the end of the day is gonna they're gonna talk about it. Oh, all the other stuff. I'm Dean. What about some of the other guys? Because I think Clay's up. Like Clay, Clay's, Clay's coming up, and I, I believe Clay, Draymond I see, as well. I could see Clay going. Oh, there. Draymond! There you go. That's who you pick up. Draymond and Kyrie. Who? That's a team right there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of infighting. <laughs> a lot of infighting. I just. But it'd be interesting. Uh, Look at the the, the good news. Be... The good for news for the Knicks is that next year, some way or another, they're going to be interesting, and that's more than We're you can say about watch the, the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, that's more than you can say about the Knicks for about twenty years. Before now. it was, hey, Porzingis is on. We should probably watch that. Now it's wait, Draymond might punch Kyrie in the face. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, on any given <laughs> night, they could start fighting each other with Enos Cantor. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Cantor. Why did he kiss the floor? Did you see that? He they kissed started, the floor and then airballed. Well, it was, it was the game right after like he was like <laughs> subpoenaed and wanted That's to be what I thought, arrested. Was, right. was, was that kissing. his first game after the whole yeah, he was death kissing, thing? He was kissing yeah. the floor saying, I love New York, I love the USA, all this kind of stuff. It was another, because, shot, it was another shot at the Turkish government that's exactly. trying to kill him, which exactly. is fantastic. <laughs> because nothing says, hey, I'm normal and I love the USA, like kissing the floor of Madison Square Garden. Super weird. That was a lot of basketball talk, fellas. I'm very proud of us. Well, I, that I, was I appreciate fantastic. the fact that he's like, you know what? There's threats on my life, but I enjoy trolling more than I do living. So let me go on ahead and poke the Turkish government one more time by kissing the ground in America. Because if they want to kill me, this ain't going to make a one of them do it less. All right, let's talk some big game because we, we didn't talk about it earlier. Um, big news about the big game. WWE is bringing back halftime heat this year. A huge story. (laughs) It's a six-man tag team. Wait. wait. Yep. Deserved another. Oh, okay. Double. It's a double air horn. That's how big... 
this story is. WWE bringing <laughs> back halftime heat with a six-man tag team match. The last time this happened, it was Mankind versus The Rock in an empty arena. Hashtag real. Exactly. 20 years ago today. It's 20 years 20 today? years ago today. Oh, that's why they're bringing it back. That's fantastic. Uh, I won $10 on that match because the week before that, uh, WWE was doing a, a house show in Youngstown, and I went to the show, and Mankind came out with the belt, and I was like, Mankind's not the champion. Why has he got the belt? <laughs> and then it cut to halftime heat, and he was fighting The Rock for the belt, and I was I was at uh, Patsy Maley, a friend from Youngstown, and I bet a kid $10 at the Super Bowl party that Mankind was going to beat The Rock in that match, and he was like, there's no way they let the title change hands during halftime at the Super Bowl. <laughs> And I was like, bet me $10. And then Mankind pinned him with the forklift and won. And I was like, give me my money. Didn't he lose it the very next day? I think day so, yeah. All? I think so. Yeah, it was like, right, it's right. Like, that's why it could change hands because it was this big audience grab and getting everybody, everybody in the nation thought the exact same thing. And it was like, oh my God, the belt did change hands. I've got to watch Raw tomorrow. And then he lost it the but very next everybody day. Everybody at the Beagley Center was like, Mankind's about to win this match. We. Uh, yeah, this is happening. He came out with the belt. Fantastic stuff. That brings me to my question. What is the greatest halftime performance at the big game ever? Because that's a good – halftime heat was a good halftime show. It wasn't part of the NFL, but – Janet Jackson's nipple. Yeah, I was going to say, are we talking like a real performance or like – Just anything halftime related. Like, Jackson, you know, Janet Jackson's nipple. That was that was that's your go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the most memorable, right? I mean, it wasn't really her. There was a pasty there. It was just her, it was her boob. It was like a, that didn't is, is the titty on TV. <laughs> I mean, how often do you see that on regular basic cable? Never. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Are we splitting hairs over a titty because it was a titty on TV? You talk about it being pasty. Up. Okay, cool. Well. <laughs> I can tell you how many other titties on regular TV I've ever seen, pasty or not, and it's zero. So marking this episode as explicit again because why? I don't know. I, you I, can say titty. Can I don't think you can. I don't think you can say that many times. Yeah, there was a in lot a of them in a row. There's no number, especially <laughs> especially with somebody's mustache like you yeah, got rocking true. right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, now like, you're judging. Now you're you face shaming. You want to be cool. talking about titties? That's and not like, face shaming. With that, with no, that no, 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 no. Now you're going. Now you're getting personal. That's not cool. That's not cool. You look like Uncle Rapey. I mean, asking kids into your van. I I want I want all the mouth feel and I want titties. So there. All right, I was gonna go with some legit performances, like Michael Jackson's performance at the half at halftime was. That's what changed the game into what it is now, and now it's like a big spectacle. He like there were lookalikes that shot up uh, uh, on the scoreboards, and then he stood there for forty five seconds silent. <laughs> I was gonna say that's all I remember. Him just and it was like, there. did he forget what was happening? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, Michael, uh, Michael, are you? He's such a showman. But then the rest of the performance was actually kind of crappy. Like I, I watched it again, and I was like, "This is kind of also memorable." Nelly rocking a weird mm. half Baltimore, half yeah. Giants jersey. Yeah, that was super weird. With Britney Spears, that don't know also why a moment that. that I remember that I thought, "What? You're from St. Was Louis. that with Aerosmith? Was that Aerosmith? Was yeah, the, the yeah, main? yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, it's a very I, weird group of people that just joined the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest thing I remember is the Katy Perry left shark doing. Oh the, yeah, doing left the shark. Yep, that dude. 
That oh, dude was he yeah, was going yeah, the wrong yeah. the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah, over yeah. here and they were over there. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah left it's got to be Prince though, right? That Prince performance was oh, one singing of singing "Purple Rain" Purple in, rain, the, in rain. the rain. Come on, that's yeah. legit. Um, that is, I think that's my Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, I know Janet Jackson boob is cool and all, but that Prince performance was legit. Give it a titty. <laughs> And it's not even because I was like, oh, my God, it's it. It was just, oh, my God, that just happened. Like, <laughs> Justin Timberlake just pulled out her boob. What? <laughs> I still don't understand why. Like, I don't either. And that was the prove. other thing. It was just like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who decided that would be a good idea? Um, all right. Well, that's our Super Bowl coverage for the week. Whoa, 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 big whoa, game coverage. Whoa. Big game. Jesus, big that's game. why we're going to have to mark it explicit. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we, we now have to mute Mike for yeah, saying market, that again. Market explicit because Mike can't remember that it's the big game, and we're gonna be in court next week. I'm thanks, sorry. thanks for KBI for we're sponsoring KBI. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, this episode is brought to you by KBI, KBI and Associates. <laughs> They'll help you out with all your NFL needs. Are you tired of the NFL and need some help, dude? Call I, KBI. I, and I was sitting there this week at random times thinking. <laughs> L's and for your <laughs> like just your general gyrations. L's and the W's for you. I think my favorite part of that was when you guys saw the script. You're like, well, that's a lot to say, and I knew in my head the whole time that's what I was gonna do. Well, I knew it was a mouthful, and it was still as many times as we did it. You screwed it up as many times as I would have thought. I was like, oh, this totally. isn't gonna work because there's just too much. Herky jerky motion, and it, you got it down one time. One good, time and that was good, and it you, didn't work, but still worked. Right? Yeah, basically, it's just a lot of moving parts. But it made me laugh every time I thought about it. L's and two W's for you. So stupid. Our consumer can it brought to you by Tavor. This week we are drinking Frosted by Sonder Brewing out of Mason, Ohio. Consume mango milkshake IPA. Consume. Yeah, I'm consuming the heck out of this beer. It is so good. It gave me all of the creamy mouthfeel. Oh, God. I'm never. Uh, <laughs> Joe, uh, you going to consume this one or are you going to can this one? Consume. You know it's good when Joe starts singing it. That's a good sign for a beer. That beer is solid because Joe is singing. I just love that this one, you know, a crowler, 32 ounces. Mm-hmm. That's a decent mm-hmm. amount of beer to get to. Stayed the same the whole way. N- never dropped off. There, You can taste Nothing a little bit of that vanilla. Which is it's very so odd for a beer. Not, it, it's not super hoppy. That mango really cuts in. I love, like you were saying, the, the lactose to give it that, the, you know, that milkshake. Creamy mouthfeel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Right, whatever. You don't want to say it. I got you, I got you bro. <sighs> Thanks, man. Appreciate I got you, it. Uh, anyways, super good beer. If you are in the Mason area, I don't think they distribute at this point. I think it's just available in the tap room. Sorry, I'm I'm all you're hiccupy. Yep, I'm trying to fight it. Uh, Frosted Mango Milkshake IPA is, must be nervous about the big game. I'm super nervous about the big game. I'm more nervous about the Maroon Five halftime show mm, because what what's gonna about? happen? What's gonna happen, man? There's so much controversy. <laughs> They're gonna kneel. I, lo- they, I know they wouldn't let him have. A, they wouldn't let him have a uh, press conference. It's very nerve wracking. Cool. Xavier lost again. That's awesome. awesome. Great. Uh, yep. They were up seven nothing. They were up nine nothing. Cool. Last I saw. Sonder Brewing Frosted. That is a triple consume on this beer. If you see it, grab it. Go up to Sonder. Go walk to the offices because it's just in the middle of. Uh, Wait, it, where if you see work. it, don't grab it. You should catch it like D's. 
Oh, that's not how that goes. Uh-huh. I'm Nick Saban. When did Nick Saban join KBI and Associates? <laughs> I just imagine that's how he delivers the joke because he's so stiff and rigid. Like, you like catching balls? Well, you should ca- you should ca- carry these nuts. <laughs> what, Nick? Okay. Do, do you like peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> Got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Total dad move. 69. <laughs> 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 Boobs. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> let's get into our would you rather this week. This week we asked you, would you rather watch the the big game commercials during the game watch the at z- your party? Z- big game. <laughs> I caught myself. I didn't <laughs> yeah, say it. I'm proud uh, of you. Or would you rather watch them on the internet beforehand? Uh, Scott, what is your answer to this poll? I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I seriously, I voted watch them on the internet, but that's only because they suck now. And so, I mean, I'm not waiting till the game, and I'm generally at a party now. I can't hear them anymore, and, and it's it's hard to get people to shut up so that I can. So... When the Marvel movie trailer comes on, I tell everybody to shut up long enough for me to see that. I geek out, and then I go home and watch it 15 more times in the privacy of my own home, all the mouthfeel, and I'm good. I, I don't generally care about all the other ones. And if I don't see them prior to the Super Bowl, the next day I'm like, oh, I guess I'll, I'll watch the Super Bowl commercials and just go through and watch them all. So I just watch them on the internet. I, didn't, I, I, miss, I miss the fact that uh, it was a spectacle to see the, the commercials and to, to enjoy it with everybody. Everybody like watched it. Uh, but I think part of the reason why they don't do that is because they are available online beforehand and everybody's already seen them. So I am voting for uh, watching them online as well. Fighting Just, a dead fight, huh? Yeah, well, I mean... Baseball fan to the end. Yep, yeah, that's how we do it. Uh, so I want to <laughs> see them online, too, and, and just get it over with, and then I can then I can pee during commercial breaks. Like, otherwise, I just sit there for... And then I'm like, I gotta hurry up before Maroon 5 comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how did the vote shake out? America has voted across all platforms that we are currently on, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iCraft, Group Sports. Um, <laughs> it is a 79% win for Watch Them Live. Wow! I'm surprised by that. I'm very shocked by that result. I am too. They got moves like Jagger. <laughs> what? Uh, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Special shout out again to Rob Roll for Dude, joining, thank us you for joining us man. Uh, best the of best. luck to him as he approaches the draft and gets ready for that. Uh, as always, you guys can follow us at Crafty Sports on Twitter or Instagram. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. I'll be tweeting out my love of Mia Khalifa here yes. in a little bit. Uh, so be sure to follow me and see that. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Shout out 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Uh, be sure to check out the station. Follow them on all the platforms as well. Thank you guys. Cheers. Creamy mouth fail. Also, we have merch. Go ahead, find some t shirts and some hoodies. Thank you. Okay, bye. Creamy mouth fail. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.